Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Virtual Viewpoints podcast, produced by the Michigan Virtual Learning Research Institute, a division of Michigan Virtual. The aim of this podcast is to amplify the voices of those working in K-12 online and blended learning and allow them to tell their stories, sharing perspectives on their work and the continued evolution of our field. In this episode, we're joined by Jordan Rickles, Principal Researcher at the American Institutes for Research. Jordan's work focuses on K-12 education and has recently examined outcomes of virtual learning for credit recovery. We talk about some of the big questions being researched in a recently launched initiative with Los Angeles Unified School District aimed at studying the efficacy of online learning solutions in a credit recovery setting. With that, let's dive right into the interview. All right, welcome everyone. We are here with Jordan Rickles, the principal researcher at the American Institutes for Researchers. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. So uh, first, we just want to learn a little bit more about AIR. We uh, have had the, co- the opportunity to collaborate a couple times with some folks at AIR. Uh, but for those of our listeners who don't know much about your organization, could you provide a little bit of background about, uh, about it and the work that you do there? Sure. So it's uh, American Institutes for Research, or AIR. And we're an independent um, nonprofit uh, nonpartisan organization, and the organization's been doing research and evaluation for more than 70 years now. Our work focuses on the areas of education, health, and workforce productivity, uh, both domestically and internationally. And AIR's overall mission is essentially to conduct and apply the best research, the best behavioral and social science research and evaluation um, for improving people's lives. uh, And there's a special emphasis on the disadvantaged. In the education field in particular, um, our work spans anywhere from early childhood through K-12 and into post-secondary schooling, as well as um, work on career and technical education and adult learning. Um, For, you know, some examples of recent work, There's been work done on transitional kindergarten and how that helps prepare children for school, Uh, work focused on supporting states and districts to implement the Every Student Succeeds Act, and work on preparing low-income countries for school entry and early grade reading. Uh, Just kind of give you a sense of the broad broad width of, of research that we do here. Excellent. And so does the work that you do focus primarily on education, K-12 education? Yes, my work does um, focus primarily on K-12 education. Um, it's you know mostly around studying the educational programs, practices, and policies uh, to understand how they affect student learning and educational attainment. And I do generally gravitate to projects um, that are looking at educational opportunities and outcomes for middle and high school students in particular, though I do often work on projects at the elementary school level as well. Okay, great. So today, obviously, we're here to talk about a specific project. Um, The the focus of our work here at MVLRI is obviously on virtual learning, online learning. Um, Have you worked before on any other virtual learning research efforts? Yeah, actually, one of the... um, important projects that um, I worked on here at AIR, along with uh, Jessica Heppen, who is the principal investigator for 
Um, this study that we're talking about today uh, was a study of online um, credit recovery in Chicago. And for that study, um, you know, we looked at the performance and progress of students who retook Algebra 1 during the summer uh, to see how an online version of the course compared to a more standard face-to-face -face or teacher-directed version of the course. And uh, that study you know, has a lot of relevance for um, what we'll be talking about um, a little bit later. And so just to give you a little more background on that study, uh, you know, we found overall that in the short run, students who took the face-to-face -face course were more likely to pass the course um, and did a little bit better on an end of course test that we administered for the study than students in the online course. Uh, and as we kind of followed students through the next three years of high school, so basically from 10th grade through 12th grade, uh, we actually did not find a significant difference in math course completion or high school graduation between the students that took the online course and the face-to-face -face course. And uh, the, the, this study that we're talking about today essentially builds off of, of this work in Chicago. Okay, great, great, thank you. Yeah, we actually, um, I believe we hosted Jessica for a webinar on the, the one of the back on track studies. So thank you for, for mentioning that and for, for giving that background. Uh, we'll be sure to link folks uh, to that study uh, in the description for this podcast episode specifically. Um, so in, in building on that, um, obviously we're, we're talking about a, a project today that is, is really just now getting off the ground um, and, and specifically studying the efficacy of online credit recovery solutions. Um, if you could talk a little bit about the background for, for this project um, and, and how it came about, who, who, is, who are kind of the major players involved before we get into some of the specifics around the research methodology and the questions that we're going to be trying to answer through this project specifically. Sure, yeah. Um, so this study, uh, when we, we were presenting our work in Chicago, on the Chicago study, um, we were um, kind of a senior level administrator from the Los Angeles Unified School District heard about this work and expressed an interest in doing a similar study in Los Angeles, where in Los Angeles, they've kind of really ramped up um, their credit recovery efforts, particularly utilizing um, online um, learning modules. And this has been in, at the same time, LAUSD has been bumping up their graduation requirements. And there was a concern that the increased graduation requirements would um, kind of result in lower graduation rates. But what we're starting to see is that the graduation rates are actually continuing to, to go up over the past few years, and some have credited that to the use of online credit recovery. And so there's a, there's a strong interest there in getting a better sense of whether the use of online credit recovery um, helps students progress to graduation. And kind of on the other end, there's a concern that to make sure these courses aren't a watered-down version of of what students would normally get in a more standard teacher-directed course. And so what we did was, um, working with the district, we 
um, put together a proposal to get a five-year grant from the U.S. Department of Education. And so that's a, it, we got a what's called an education research grant from the Institute of Education Sciences. And that's where we are now in our first year of that grant. Fantastic. And um, so, so you mentioned, I think, kind of the, the general idea behind what we're trying to look at um, within the study. What are, are kind of the specific research questions that you and your team have landed on and trying to kind of frame this study specifically? Yeah, so the study, um, we, we, we've, first we've kind of narrowed it down to look at students who are retaking Algebra 1 um, and or ninth grade English after their first year of high school. Uh, so one thing, the Chicago study just looked at Algebra 1. Uh, in this study, we're going to look at Algebra 1 and bring in uh, English into, into the picture. And there's really two main objectives around this. It's first to test the efficacy of the specific online credit recovery course uh, compared to a more standard face-to-face -face credit recovery course. And maybe I should clarify kind of for shorthand, I'm saying online credit recovery course, but um, in practice, what we're really studying is a blended learning model of the course where the main curriculum and content is provided by an online through an online platform, um, but there's an in-class credentialed teacher uh, that's really there to guide students through the course and provide supplemental instruction. So it's not a fully online or fully virtual course that we're studying, but um, just for simplicity, we refer to it as an online course. Excellent. Yeah, that, that, that helps clarify, I think, the, the model and the implementation specifically. Right, yeah. So that first objective is to, to test the efficacy of that particular course. And then the sec second objective is to describe the ways in which the, the course, the online credit recovery course, provides students with different instructional experiences compared to repeating the standard face-to-face uh, -face course. And given those two objectives, um, we, we do have a number of kind of primary research questions. Uh, the first is to, we want to know how taking the online credit recovery course affects student content knowledge, uh, credit accumulation, and graduation relative to a standard face-to-face -face course. And um, for these outcomes, we have we look at what we're calling proximal outcomes, um, essentially how students do at the on an end of course assessment and whether they pass the course. And we also have questions about how students do on what we call distal outcomes, um, like how well they do on a on the state standardized assessment that's given in eleventh grade, um, and whether they pass important courses throughout their high school. Um, trajectory and whether they graduate on time, which we define as within four years of starting high school. That, that's great. I think those those distal outcomes are, are sorely lacking in a lot of the research that we see right now. And I think those are those are great measures to come in and try to benchmark and, and really study the the actual efficacy of these solutions. Yeah, that yeah, we definitely want to kind of get the bigger picture of, of what things look like <clears throat> look like the the goal of these courses isn't just to pass a single course, but to really get students back on track uh, towards graduation. And um, just and also, 
you know, another kind of line of research questions we have is around that, that second objective, which is to know more about the student experiences. And so we have research questions that look at both the important features of the course, like the content that's covered, the instructional activities used, the pacing, um, the types of instructional support the student receives, uh, the types of feedback they get and the grading standards used in the course. And then also questions about the instructional experiences of the students um, from the, essentially from the student's perspective um, in terms of how engaged they were in the course, uh, whether they felt like they were receiving individualized attention, uh, whether they thought the academic demands of the course were high and, and the learning goals were clear. And so we think that, you know, digging into those questions will give us a much better picture of what these courses look like when implemented. Mm -hmm. So, so these are many questions and complex questions uh, and, and valuable questions to be asking. And so uh, I'm curious then about the kind of structure of the project itself and what some of the activities are. How are you going to go about um, answering these sorts of things? And so I guess we can, again, talk a little bit about the, the structure of the project and the activities involved. And I'm curious to know things about you know, how the schools are selected and, and, and considered eligible or recruited, um, the, the, the scope of this study, just how many students we're going to be looking at, and, and some of the methodological um, aspects of the study as well. Certainly, yeah. So we're, again, we're going to be in um, Los Angeles Unified School District high schools, and we're currently in the process of recruiting schools. Um, essentially, our criteria is that they can support at least two credit recovery classes for Algebra 1 and or English 9. And so, because we want these two classes so that some of the students can be in an, the online version and some of the students can be in, a, in the kind of standard teacher-directed version of the course for that school. And we expect to have uh, between 15 and 20 schools in the study with a goal of getting a total of 3,000 students across the Algebra 1 and English 9 classes, where half of those students would be in the online course and half would be in the school standard face-to-face -face course. And we'll have um, one cohort of students that will be taking the credit recovery course during the 2018 summer session, and then another cohort of students that will be taking the course during the 2018-19 school year. How I think you mentioned a little bit about the the learning outcomes specifically. So I think we're we're looking um, at course completion, and we're also looking at those distal outcomes. Are there any other outcomes involved uh, that are going to help us uh, gauge the the kind of um, progress toward uh, the the primary research questions? So the kind of breaking up into the distal or the proximal and the distal. Um, we think will give us kind of a good picture of what, how these courses affect students' kind of high school trajectories. And we you know we will be, for the proximal, we'll be administering a kind of end of course assessment that we develop. And um, as well as looking at whether the students pass the course or not. And then we'll be using kind of the state's standardized tests 
uh, for 11th grade to look at the, how well they do in more su general subject knowledge. Um, and then we'll be using district records on student course taking to look at how well they do in other you know, math and English courses throughout um, the rest of their high school careers. And then ultimately, ultimately whether they graduate. Mm -hmm. Something that that is occurring to me, and I'm I'm curious about it. Are the the courses themselves are they consistent in terms of um, uh, third party vendor or provider of those online courses, or, or and is that third party provider or vendor um, actively involved with this research as well? Oh yes, yeah. so um, we're doing the study specifically for one. Um, online vendor and so it's kind of one standard or blended learning course not particularly in a fully virtual online course but one vendor is providing the online content and we have been working with them we'll, we'll also be uh, collecting data you know working with them to get data on a student usage of, of the online platform uh, you know how how well they progress through the course uh, how well they do on on the course quizzes, and and assess unit assessments, um, as well as you know how much the teachers um, access kind of the teacher resources of the of the online course. So I I, I believe excitement level is probably pretty high for this project. It is a a, a long and and broad and um, fairly wide encompassing project. Uh, I'm curious to know. How will the kind of findings of this project be shared? What kind of um, products will be will come about as a result of this research? And and um, what kind of things are you are you looking uh, in terms of findings to be applicable or or maybe um, generalizable for for the field at large? Yeah. So maybe I don't think I mentioned this before, but we we definitely want to uh, where we did design the study on. Uh, to produce rigorous evidence about the, the relative effectiveness of the online course. And so we're using a, a random assignment design where we'll use a lottery process to determine whether a student takes the online version of the course or the face-to-face -face version. And that will allow us to um, kind of make valid comparisons of the two groups over time. And essentially that we, anticipate will give us uh, useful information um, for policy makers and school leaders um, to help inform decisions about you know the courses they, the types of courses they they should offer to at-risk high school students um, that need to recover credit and get back on track to graduation and uh, you know more specifically uh, you know, the findings should provide some of the best evidence to date on the relative effectiveness of what we think is a promising credit recovery model, you know, one that blends digital content with the in-class teacher support. And, um, you know, by looking at these instructional activities and experiences within the courses, we should be able to shed some light on the ways in which the online courses do or do not um, differ from more traditional courses when provided to these at-risk students. And you know, ultimately, this information we, we believe should help inform you know, future efforts to develop as well as study online courses, and particularly these courses intended for, for credit recovery. Fantastic. How, how will the findings be shared once the, the project has come to a conclusion? 
Yeah, so um, well, in addition to you know presenting our findings in more traditional academic outlets like conferences and journals, we will present our findings, one, to the district um, um, administrators and leaders, and as well as we'll produce a series of research briefs that are designed for a more general audience. And those briefs will be publicly available on the AIR website. Um, and we have an AIR monthly e-newsletter e that will announce kind of when these are released. And those announcements will also be made on the, you know, the AIR Twitter uh, handle, which is at uh, education underscore AIR. Awesome. We will make sure to, to link folks to uh, those pages and those social media accounts in the description for this podcast episode. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Jordan, I want to thank you again so much for coming on today and talking about this project. It's clear that this is going to get at some very big questions, and I think a lot of folks in the research community are going to be very excited to, to read the findings of this study as it progresses. Thank you. We're excited as well. And uh, just, you know, we are in the first year. So those um, reports, you know, probably won't be out for, unfortunately, for a few years. But um, we are looking forward to it and excited. Great. Well, thank you again, Jordan, and uh, take care. Great. Thank you. You too. Once again, that was Jordan Rickles of the American Institutes for Research. Jordan and his team have plenty of reason to be excited about this major project as it will certainly shed some light on questions of efficacy in a rapidly growing practice in K-12 settings. Focusing on those distal outcomes will definitely be of benefit to the field at large and will shape conversations for more research going forward. We definitely look forward to reviewing the findings of this study as they're released. We want to once again thank Jordan for taking the time to talk with us today and thank you for listening. We also want to encourage all of you to make use of the resources and opportunities provided by MVLRI and Michigan Virtual. You can check out our website to learn more about all the work that we do as we strive to advance K-12 education through digital learning, research, innovation, policy, and partnerships. Visit us at michiganvirtual.org to see more. We look forward to joining you again soon for another edition of the Virtual Viewpoints podcast. And until then, take care.